Real quick, friends, before we dive into today's episode, I've got a special invitation for you to join me live and in person for my upcoming masterclass, Your Three-Step Visibility Engine. In this class, I'm giving you the juicy secrets to my playbook on showing up in front of a bigger audience and how you can create your playbook to use on rinse and repeat. Grab your seat at podcaster.com forward slash masterclass. See you there. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to The B Word. I am so excited for today's episode. I've got a guest for you to meet named Ali Casaza. Now, Ali is on a mission to eradicate the hot mess mom stereotype by empowering other women. So you know she and I are going to be besties. She has built a massive audience and a multi-million dollar online business based on her proven family-oriented approach to minimalism. She's also the host of The Purpose Show, which is a chart-topping podcast and a creator of multiple online programs and courses that garner tens of thousands of registrations each time they run. Now, y'all, this is a woman who is a true powerhouse. She went from being almost broke to multi-million dollar mama and is able to financially support her family in a way that her husband was able to leave his toxic job. So listen in because this one is one you're going to want to save and share with everyone else. My name is Joanne Bolt and I am intent on helping women stop playing small in their businesses get out of the messy middle and into profitability. I'm a Southern mama with a snarky attitude who built a $56 million real estate empire just to prove I could. And now I work from home and run a seven figure immersive coaching business all while sipping coffee in my fuzzy slippers. Together, we'll uncover the tried and true tactics to building a business you love while giving you the real deal on how to make them work for you so that you can get out of your way and into action. Is it all rainbows and unicorns? (laughs) No way. So put your big girl panties on and get ready because we'll dive into it all. From failures to success to money and emotions and everything in between. Think of this as your girlfriend's guide to business. Grab your coffee or pour yourself a punch bowl of wine because this is the B Word Podcast. Hey, Allie, and thanks for joining me today. I am so excited for this interview. It's been like highlighted in pink on my calendar all week. I love it. Thank you so much for reaching out. I like, like I said before we got started, I sometimes just get like a gut feeling about an offer, and I had that with you. And so I was like really looking forward to get to know you and and speaking here. Awesome. Kindred spirits already. I love it when we can find new besties. All right. So I actually found you because I was listening to another podcast. Um, Everyone knows I'm a big podcast junkie. And you were talking about your book that had come out a while ago, Declutter Like a Mother, and how your evolution of being um, a female entrepreneur and a mom kind of evolved into writing that book. So can you take us through a little bit about how you've evolved in your journey to building the empire you have today? Yeah. So for me, starting my business was really emotional um, and kind of came out of trauma. Like I, um, my family was just not doing well. We had just struggled financially 
for a very, very long time and not like small struggles, like really humbling, demeaning financial issues. Um, Just felt like we could never get ahead. Like my husband's job was never enough. We were just always fighting to make ends meet and doing our best. And like, it just wasn't enough. Like I remember going to Target one day with my kids and going down the list and like keeping tabs on everything with the calculator while we shopped and like it getting to a point where we really needed a new tube of toothpaste. And I also like really needed Tampax and having to choose which one to get. And that moment was like so humbling and awful. Like I just stood there trying not to cry and felt like I just don't like nobody deserves this. I don't want this anymore. And so I started my business out of just desperation and being sick of like kind of like just feeling like a pit bull backed into a corner. Like I'm just done and I'm going to fight my way out of this. Um, So it had like an element of desperation in the beginning which is not good to bring into your money. <laughs> right. But I didn't I didn't know and I felt like I didn't have a choice. And so when I finally broke through the wall and started making money in my business, I went really fast to to the top. I got to seven figures in about 18 months with really low priced courses. So I was focused on mass appeal, really reaching a lot of people at once rather than selling a very high ticket product to a few people. I was focused on selling a low price product to a ton of people. Like I, my goal has been being a household name, getting in front of everybody, getting this message in front of every mom that exists, everyone who needs it. Um, so that's been kind of my business model. And once that happened, um, I was exhausted. Like I started having adrenal problems, um, liver stuff, like kidney stuff, skin problems, um, female and hormone problems. My body just started to shut down from being in that like a masculine, like push, hustle, go harder, um, being the breadwinner, taking over everything, saving my family from our situation, retiring my husband from his job. All of these things were good, but they were done in a very like push difficult way. Um, and so from there, I really had to like, my body kind of forced me to shut down and, and pause and redo things. And that was when I learned how to move more from a place of, does this feel good to me? Does this strategy feel good to me? Do I really want my business to feel like this? If this strategy makes me win and make a lot of money, does it feel good to me? Because if it doesn't, the money's not worth it. And that actually made me like four times my revenue and exploded my business. So I was making even more money and more impact by working less and doing things that felt really good to me. And in that pivot, that time frame was when I wrote the book. Um, so it was interesting because I feel like the person I was when I was writing the book is so different from who I was when I was promoting the book, which is always interesting. an interesting thing as a public figure. Like you're, It's just interesting. Okay. So basically what you're saying is when you took out the hustle, everything got clearer, easier, and actually ended up making you more money. Yes. Absolutely. I I hit six figure months. I would make like millions a year, but I would have like big surges. Shifting this energy in me made it to where it was like, 
okay, I'm consistently doing what feels good to me. And now I'm consistently hitting like multiple six figure months. And it's, it was, it became steady. And of course, like I still have my struggles in my business. This year has been really hard. Lots of shifts. I'm evolving so much. I'm really leaning more into teaching business versus the lifestyle that got me to where I am today. So there's all of that. There's the reality of being an entrepreneur and you're like, always putting out fires. If you're not, you don't really have a job anymore, right? right? (laughs) But everything got so much more seamless and I was able to have space to feel into, well, this is a great strategy that I learned through my mastermind, but I don't, it sounds really exhausting and I don't know if I actually want to do it. So I went from, oh, that's going to make more money. That's going to scale me. I'll do it. To, well, how does that feel in me? And do I even want the results that way? And that was when I saw, like, I thought I was going to be taking a financial hit, but I actually increased. I love that mindset. Like right there, the, does it feel good to me? If it's right, it's actually going to work better. Cause I think, especially as women in the business world, I know I work with a lot of real estate agents you're taught one way to do the business and one way to lead generate and bring in the sales. And a lot of us struggle with it because, you know, I mean, when I became a real estate agent, we were taught to cold call and walk door to door and basically beg for business. And that never resonated with me. It never felt right. And so I never did that. And I was super successful. But to this day, agents are told to do things that don't feel right to them and they feel stuck in their mindset. They just can't get get over it. This is a really good point. I want to piggyback off of that. I have a friend that is a real estate agent and she is just like, oh my gosh, she's just bubbly and personable. Like she's so bright, so loves people. And she loves going door to door and meeting people, getting to know the neighborhood, talking to people, cold calling. Like she loves it. And I always think it's the weirdest thing because that's like a nightmare to me. (laughs) Yeah. And she just loves it. And she's also super successful. So you just said it right there. That did not resonate with you. So you didn't do it. And you were still very successful. And that resonated with her. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm made to do this. And she's very successful. So and the other thing, too, is like everyone is like, well, if to be successful, you have to do it this way. So we have this side over here that's like to be successful, you have to push, you have to hustle, you have to earn your rest. I just heard someone say that on the podcast recently. You have to earn your rest. I was like, Oh my God, that's so toxic. But they have this belief, like it's all about the numbers and tracking and data and analytics and pushing, pushing. And they hit millions, billions even because they were right. Okay. They were right. And then over here, you have people like me that are like, you can manifest, you can feel, you can lean into what feels good for you because there's a reason that you are the one running this real estate business and not theirs. There's a reason you're feeling led to run the business that you have and not another business. There's a reason that doesn't feel good to you and that this does. And I hit millions. I will hit billions because I'm right. We're all right. It's what you believe is going to get you there. The belief and that intention makes it makes you right. Whatever you believe is what you're going to get. So be careful what belief you are subscribing to. It will be your path to success. Oh, I love that. And I'm, I'm with you because I also believe very firmly that if you're leaning into the wrong thing and it doesn't feel right, it actually puts up its own roadblocks for you because mentally you never get passionate about it. You never fall in love with what you're doing. It's a job at the end of the day. 
Yes. And then that builds resentment in your business. I've had resentment toward my audience, which that is a huge red flag that I'm off and I'm doing things that don't feel good just to earn because I love my audience and I love the women I'm here to serve. Like they, the fact that they exist and that they need my message lights me up. So when it doesn't, something is off. So paying attention to the emotions surrounding your work. If there's a specific task that you just keep putting off, there's something to that. Why is that? There, Don't do it. Delegate it. Just what if you just didn't? I'll give an example really quick. I'm about to do a webinar and um, I've been very back into doing webinars. It took a really long time off because I just burned out on them. And I've been back in just really wanting to show up live and teach more um, and call people into my programs in a different way. I was getting my, my team was like, okay, we got this old webinar. We have the outline. We just need you to get in there and like spruce it up and like update the slides and like just clean it up before you do this live again. And I kept procrastinating this task like for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I had time and I would just be like, I'm just like so tired today. Like I just was being a baby about it and getting other stuff done or like making a new logo. Like I'm not even my own graphic designer. And I was like, I just like really need to do this. So like procrastinating it. And it was calling your name, wasn't it? Yeah. I just was like, I just like really, let me just, let me just see what I can come up with. This is really important. And finally, yesterday I was just like, why am I procrastinating this? And I sat with it for a minute and it was just like, I don't want to do slides. I don't want to do this webinar the old way. I don't like it. So I decided to just take the outline and use it as kind of like a guide for talking and just show up. I'm just going to show my face and not do slides and just talk. And that I think feels that's the best so way to do better. it, by the way. I agree. And it's funny because in my social media uh, meetings with my team, they're always telling me when you show up and you're just authentic and you just talk, the the conversion, the engagement is so much higher than anything that is pre-done or you know too curated. What works is what feels energetically bright and light and good to you. So the minute that webinar started feeling heavy, I needed to know something was off and then switch it to where it feels light, whatever that looks like. If it meant canceling it, if it meant finding another way to bring in revenue, if it meant shifting the way it was done, which is what I did. And now I'm super excited about it and I actually put a second version of it on my calendar so I could do it twice because I was so lit up by the idea of doing it this way. All right. So that's interesting. And it it actually applies to something I'm currently in the messy middle of is I was, my team and I are building a course um, for our audience on list building because I'm very, very, very into list building in all mm-hmm. aspects of your business. And such an important, like you do not really have a business without a list. No, you really don't. Um, but my content director was like, Joanne, I keep asking you to work on this one module and you keep just not doing it. And finally I looked at her and I said, you know why? I'm so much better when I'm authentic and in front of you and teaching it than if you give me slides to go off of. Now our solution was great. She came over and I presented to her and then my energy came through, you know, but it's the same concept. I kept putting off this one basic piece of what we were doing. Cause at the end of the day, I was just not into it. Mm-hmm. That's so had exactly. to figure out a different way. And that's the thing. Like, I was just talking to a friend of mine about like the energetics of business. And we were just sharing like about how when we're really in what feels good in our businesses, we've both experienced like really massive success that way. And then like it's gotten to a point where I don't really resonate with masterminds. I don't really resonate with a lot of business coaches because they are teaching me things that do not feel good. And I don't, I'm not super happy about paying for something that's not going to 
really helped me and feel good for me. So I just, it's at that point where I'm just like, man, like, who do I learn from? So I've become the person that you learn from for that because there's no one. But we were talking and we were just talking about how, like, it's so weird. Like, we'll be in a certain energy of like, okay, I just got to, on my to-do list, my massive to-do list, like, I got to send this email to my list. I got to promote this group coaching day. I got to do this. And when we send emails from that place, they don't go very well. I have an an email list of 250,000 women and I will send an email that gets no sales. Do you know what that takes? That that's insane (laughs) that, but versus when I sit and I am like, like I do this thing, which I'll just give you guys right now and do this thing. I sit at my desk. I'm about to send an email or write an email. Like you want to write it in the right energy. Yeah. I'm telling you, people can feel this. They is getting and thinking about these women, thinking about the kind of woman I want to see that email and sending her so much love, feeling so much gratitude that she's on my list, that she's going to see this, knowing what I'm about to call her into and how it's going to change her business and sending the email from that place. I have had an email very recently that went out like weeks before and was still bringing in sales. And I know it was that email because it was the only thing public with the link. Mm. And I was just like that one email from me sitting and getting my head right, getting my spirit right, getting centered, and then reaching out to her and marketing to her brought in like $10,000 versus tons of emails on a task list or in an old sequence, just regurgitating it because it's easy when it didn't really feel good brings in no sales. Like it's, this is test it. It's real. Cause it's stale email that the energy comes through. It really just does. It really does. People can feel it. Like I'll fight anyone on this. They can tell, they can tell when they can tell if you wrote it. it from a copywriter who told you what to say mm-hmm. versus if you spitballed it and then just made sure you spell checked it and then just sent it out. Which is why these copy and paste, my $10,000 sales page template is such it doesn't BS. Work. It doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. You're taking your power out of it. Oh, that's that's really good. I like that. Taking your power out of it. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's loop around to something else um, that I wanted to touch on, because one of the things that I heard you say at one point, I mean, if I could have every mom put this next piece on a coffee mug and just keep it in front of them at all times, because it's what made me pause on the podcast. I was listening to you and go, I love her was you made a statement that said, children don't get in the way of your business. Your business doesn't get in the way of your kids. And that mindset shift for our moms. Can you walk me through that one just a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. This this is such a good thing. I'm so glad you brought it up because it bothers me so much. There's like a, sometimes it's just straight up said, but more often it's kind of just like subliminal messaging for mothers that are also business owners that it's like, how to like get your work done despite the fact that you have, you know, these freaking kids or the opposite. Like, how do you run your business without like taking away time from your kids? Like that's the worst thing that could ever happen. I just so disagree and want to just call out that mindset and flip it on its head. The best thing that I, maybe not the best, but one of the top three best things I have ever done for my family is start my business. My business has changed our lives. My business has given my kids amazing things from amazing shoes and clothes that they get to pick that I no longer am like freaking out that they grew out of their jeans because we don't even have $5. Like it was that bad. It's given us 
practical things and it's given them an entrepreneurial spirit. It's given them a sense of independence. My kids have been on payroll for three years. They're a part of the business. They know it's part of their job to stay super quiet and helpful when, you know, I happen to have an interview after they get home from school or something. They're in my content. They help. They ideate with me. They know what conversion rates are. Like my daughter is starting her own art business. My business is such a gift to my kids. When I am spending time on my business, I am not taking time away from my kids. I'm taking time for my business, which means I'm taking time for my kids because who the hell is the business for? It's not a crime or something to feel guilty about for stepping into your purpose and showing up and doing what you're called to do because you're not called to just be a mom. This is a temporary season of my life raising my kids. Mm -hmm. It's important and it's my priority, but what happens when they're grown? I don't want to be that resentful mom that's needy and clingy because I forgot to get my own sense of purpose when they were growing up. Amen. I don't want to wait till the kids are grown. I want them to see me fully in my power, fully in my purpose, trying my best to bring harmony and balance to work and life and figuring it out along the way, apologizing when I screw it up and being open and showing them an example of what women are capable of. I grew up in a school environment that was very religious and I was literally taught women cannot do these things that were in me. I was an entrepreneur when I was born. And I want my kids to see the opposite. So to me, I just don't get that mentality. Like being a mom and an entrepreneur, it makes me so good at both. And on the other side, the fact that I have my kids, I don't have just like a kid or like I have four kids and they were babies when I started this business. They were, I had four under five when I started this business. Yeah. I literally started this empire sitting on the floor in my living room with a broken laptop with babies crawling all over me and one nursing, like watching Dora the Explorer, trying to teach myself how to code because there was no Squarespace yet. (laughs) Like I, and like the fact that I have those kids makes me the best entrepreneur I know because I have them and I have that time that they do require and the energy and mental exertion and emotional exertion that they do require of me that I love giving them. So when I go to sit and work on my business, I am laser focused. I have to be very picky with what I say yes to, what interviews I accept, what I say no to, what work I say yes to adding to my Asana list. What goes on my calendar is intentional and deliberate and I'm hyper focused about it. So it makes me very, very good at boundaries. It makes me very good at saying no when I need to say no and yes when I want to say yes. And it makes me, it makes me a purposeful entrepreneur. If I didn't have the kids, I would have all day to work. I would do, I would be wasting so much time just because I had it, but I don't have it. So I am laser focused. I know the fact that I have those kids is the reason I got wealthy so quickly. Oh, oh, I love so much about this. Let's let's unpack a little bit more though. When you first started your business, did you ever imagine it would grow into the empire it is today? Was that on your vision board or has that just evolved over time and naturally taken the progression? Both. In the beginning, I told my husband, like we were sitting, we had like a broken futon and this little apartment and all these kids. And we were, I had, 
I had started, I had already started and I was really, I hadn't made a dollar, but I was learning and I was learning about courses and courses were not a thing yet. So it was super hard to get people to buy them because it felt like a scam like to everyone. And I was like learning and growing and, and just so obsessed with the idea of courses and programs and webinars. And I remember looking at him and saying like, I'm going to get to a point where my face is in Target in the book section. And I'm going to be so known that everybody is going to know my name. Just watch. So, and I hadn't even made a dollar. So yes, it was on my vision board. I always knew, but at the same time, even though I said that, it was like a sense that I wanted, but I didn't know to to envision quite what it is today. Like knowing that there's people that, I don't know exist that know so much about me and have read my book and changed their lives and changed their motherhood. And it's nothing to do with me. It's the message that I've been given, the story that I was put through so that I could share with them is so cool. Like I had no idea it would go quite this deep and wide, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so the season you're in right now is really into group coaching, correct? You've got, that's, that's what your current offering is. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of things are you coaching on? What does the groups look like? Oh my gosh. So I started my business. I was like in the online space for like over a decade, turned it into a business and started making money seven years ago and then started doing some business coaching just per request like three and a half years ago. And then over the last like year, I just, I answered this pull. I kept feeling like really wanting to automate the lifestyle side of things and dive deep into like spending my days doing business with women, especially mothers. I really exclusively coach mothers because I think growing a family and a business at the same time is just different. It's just harder. I agree. It takes a certain type of coach and always leaning into the energetics of growing that business and that family. And so what I developed is I do these big VIP days where it's like one-on-one and people fly out to me and we spend the day together doing an intensive on their business. I have group coaching days where some of them are in person and some of them are virtual. I'm about to do a virtual one um, tomorrow. And these women can just log in on Zoom. We do a full day together. It's like a virtual retreat for the day. So Mm. we're just like, I think when you set aside a day, And you decide to focus on your business as a mom, it is so much easier to just clear a space in your schedule and get some help for one day rather than having to meet with a coach like several times over a month and get quiet for the calls and make sure you have all your questions collected for that call. Let's just do an intensive for one day and then give you access to me on the voice messaging app I use to ask me questions after, like anytime, just ask me. Um, so that kind of like making it easy, making it mom friendly. I have this mentorship that it's literally just on Voxer. Like there are no calls unless you want one. Just literally set like I'm like your coach on retainer because moms are busy yeah. and they're overwhelmed and you don't know when a question's gonna pop up. So just making it like very mom friendly, busy person friendly, very like when there's energy there and you're stressed out, reach out and like, I'll get back to you. And then you get back to me when you can versus having to sit in silence on a video call three times a month. Cause you paid someone 20 grand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what's one of the, the questions that you get that during this group coaching that you think comes up a lot? Um, I would say what comes up the most is mindset stuff, mm-hmm. um, specifically around being a mother. Uh, something that I work through with pretty much every client is a lack of worthiness. 
Um, they want these big goals for their business because they want their business to be an asset to their family, not a burden to their family. But at the same time, they feel so bad putting the time and energy into the business that would it would be required for it to become that. Um, so they're kind of leaning towards a goal and sabotaging it with the other hand. Self-sabotage. Yeah. I yeah. see that a lot so, in the coaching. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. And it's just very like unique as mothers. The self-sabotage is usually related to wanting this for your family, but then literally undoing it at the same time. So that's a big one. And then I think with strategy, it's the time, the time that it takes on social media, the time it takes to grow and like really make an impact and beat the algorithm and um, creating sales. Like, so my big thing is the strategies that I teach are like, this is so time friendly. Like how can we, I teach something called the KLT method. I have like my rhythms and anchors method for creating social media that lasts like months with just like one focused afternoon, things like that, like making it easy. It like business gets to be easy. Life gets to be lighter. It doesn't need to be so complicated. It doesn't need to be difficult. We believe it should be. And so it is. But if you shift your belief and shift your self-worth to where I'm allowing ease, I'm allowing things to feel good, then things start to fall into place. And you can be in a mental state where you can receive these new strategies. You can receive these new ideas and think about doing business different. Then you get the different results. Yeah. I always say, you know, it's really, it's so simple. It's hard, but you're the one that makes it hard. You're the one that's making it hard. Yeah. You so overthink it, time, you get in your own mind space, you start yes. self-downing, you start putting your own blocks up. And the next thing you know, you've sat in your office for a week and a half and didn't do any of the, the stuff one real you, you want to make on Instagram and you've never just gotten up and done the thing. Just do it. If it, if something is that hard to get out, drop the idea, move on. Yeah. Move on. Do something else. Yeah. I love that. All right. So your empire is your coaching and teaching women who want to start their own businesses, grow to the next level, what would you recommend um, to them be their first hire? Mm, That's a good question. Their first hire ever, I think, should be a general VA getting just those little like random tasks where, you know, when you're sitting and you're doing something and you're kind of just like, why am I doing this? Yeah. (laughs) I know like I could, I'm good at it, but this isn't CEO vibes at all those things, like putting together your landing pages, um, answering customer service emails was the first thing I got rid of. Cause that is not like there's, everyone has something that they're just like, Oh my God, if I could just not have to do this anymore, get a general VA that understands platforms and can just, it's just a self-starter. Like you don't need to hold anyone's hand. My first VA literally like got my login information and just jumped in and started. Then she would just text me like, Hey, what's your standard for this? When someone says this about your course or can't log in or whatever. And I trained her and she just did it. And she still works for me seven years later. So that to me, it's getting those little nagging things off of you to create mental space. And then you can like, okay, now I can, I'm still my own designer, but at least I have more mental space to do that. Then you get to a point where you're like, okay, now I have a designer. Now I have a PR person. Now I have a podcast editor from there. All right. So let's talk about list growth because that's a, a, you know, I mentioned it before. That's my favorite for me. I fully believe you don't have to have the most amazing CRM, customer relationship management tool ever. 
I fully believe that if you have a database that you don't look at every six weeks, it's because it's overwhelming to you, but you have to have a list of some sort. What's your favorite list building activity? Going live every day for like 30 days and every single live sending them somewhere that's going to put them on my list. Ooh, It's my favorite thing. I do it still. Like that's how I started. That's how I... I shouldn't say that's how I started my business. That's how I started growing my list. I was so like, this isn't working. Like no one is seeing all the things I've created. What the hell? And I started going live every day for 30 days. And I liked it so much because it was working so well. I ended up going for like over 90 days or something like that. A really long time every day for like five, 10 minutes, tiny little tips, just talking, just sharing and being like, go and get this. It was like the clear the clutter starter kit or something like that. Um, just super easy. Now it's like, go here and watch this. It's a, it's a video training and it's normally $29. It's free right now. Go get it. Like now I have multiple leads I can send them to, but I just did this. Um, I went live every day for two weeks, uh, last month, like just a little boost. I do it all the time. People still are not going live very often. It is a leg up. People are afraid of going live and I don't get it. It's five minutes. I literally hop on. I think they're afraid of messing up, stumbling over their words, not looking or the dreaded I go live and no one is viewing my live session. And I think what people really forget about is the minute you stop going live, it just becomes a an evergreen video on your it's feed. Even so better if no one's there. It. Even better because it's like less pressure. Like I literally will turn it on, go live. I have like almost 200,000 followers on Instagram or something like that. I don't even know. But I'll go and like the uh, the algorithm or whatever, and it's because it's so short. There's only there's like less than a hundred people there. Yeah. But then it ends up like eight thousand watch it in like a twenty four hour period because I turn it in, I put it on my feed. So it's like literally, I put it on my tripod, I go live for ten, five ten minutes, and I'm just like, hey, here's like what the message is for you today, or here's a tip that I just pulled from my podcast episode in 2019 because I couldn't think of any content. And I'm just here saying, it, and then I'm like, go and get this, go in my link in my bio and watch the webinar replay. Like you're, you're not going to regret it. It's so good. It's going to teach you this. And they have to give me their email. So it's changing the relationship from looky loo to reader. I want them to read my emails. My, my emails are good. Yeah. And email is so much more personal. So yeah, it's, you got to ask, you, no, you got to tell them. You, you have to tell them you got to give them do. clear and concise instruction. <laughs> Show up every day, sell every day, even if what you're selling is getting them on your email list so they can get into your sequence and that is selling for you even better. But I show up every single day with an ask me anything question box or a live stream, or I go on my stories and I just drop some wisdom there and give them the link to a freebie. Like I I'm doing something every day that is growing me. And that's why my list is so big. And it's not just big. They're engaged followers. They're not just dead subs. That's why it's so big and so active. And I can trust like if I want to make an extra 20K and I can do a quick 24 hour flash sale and make it. So that is my security. Social media could go away or get deleted in a heartbeat, but my email list is mine. Okay. That is one of the foundations that I have doubled down on in the past year. So I am so happy that you just validated me personally is you don't own social media. No, you can't control the algorithms. You can't control if it goes down for the day. You can't control if you have been investing your entire business strategy in creating reels on Instagram 
And guess what? Now it's happening on Instagram. They're only showing your reels to people who don't already follow you. Mm Because yes, they're trying to get new business for you, but it's hurting your existing business. But you do control your email list and you do control how often you can feed into your audience through that. Absolutely. So at this point for me, just to give a little social media strategy for you guys, at this point for me, I it doesn't feel good to me to follow the algorithm and notice like, okay, now this is what's winning. And this exhausting, so depleting, it's impossible because once you get it, they change it. So what I have done is I have my method that I mentioned um, that I go through, like that's how my method for creating the content and then my method for making time in my life to create that content and then like the what content to create. So those are the two methods that I have. And I just go through that and I'm just constantly like having, I have a vault of things I've created in a very small amount of time that lasts me months. I just show up every day. I have a team that is posting those things for me, kind of watching trends for me and letting me know this one would really go for your niche. And maybe I do it, maybe I don't, but I'm just showing up every day. It's there. My presence is alive every day on social media. I'm teaching something. I'm going live for five to 10 minutes often. Sometimes I talk about business. Sometimes I talk about motherhood. It doesn't matter, but I'm showing up and leading them to something. And that's what people don't do. They get overwhelmed with the behind the scenes. They get stuck in the weeds of their business and they don't show up and tell people what to do. Show up and tell people what to do every single day and you will get a huge list. Even if you're using the same message over and over and over again, because different people are hearing They're it not every single time. It. I literally, that's such a good point, Joanne. I was just saying that to a client the other day because I literally had someone message me the other day like, I didn't know you had a book. Okay. The book was number one everywhere for a year. I did a Target book tour. I was live every day talking about it for over a year. It was a huge thing. I went on Good Morning America. I showed that I live streamed being on the Today Show. Like it was a huge thing. And she didn't even know. And she was like a regular for like, I noticed, I recognized her name. It's you just don't know. It, it's it's too much of a roll the dice situation. So show up, keep talking about your stuff and get them to your email list. So I know that you are a busy lady. I'm not going to take up much of more of your time, but what's the one thing you would like my audience to know about you that they probably didn't already? Like a personal thing or like a business thing? Either one. Hmm. What's that one thing that makes you the boss? Hmm. My gut, tuning into my gut is the first thing I do every single morning. Like I just check in. I kind of look at my calendar and then like sit back in bed and just close my eyes and like, what am I feeling for today? Sometimes I'll get like this intuitive hit, write this email. This is like going to make you money. I can feel it. Or like remove that meeting. You don't need to do that today. Go for a walk instead. Checking in with my gut at the start of each day is big. Kind of like my lighthouse for running the business every day. So you give yourself permission to just change your calendar at a whim, depending on what your gut says. No guilt. No guilt. My gut is my guide. I love that. All right. Thanks, Allie, for being on today. I really appreciate it. I know our audience got a lot out of it. And if they want to reach out to you, what is your number one way to land on your email list and that you'd like for them to know about? I would say head over to Instagram because my profile link there is always kept really up to date with how you can learn from me, how you can, how we can connect and send me a DM. I do have a VA that helps me with my messages, but, um, I check it every single day. You'll get me and we can talk and chat through whatever you need support in. I mean, I can personally attest that I sent you a DM and you answered within like hours, basically. Yeah. 
I love Instagram. I check it regularly and I love, love, love connecting to people from podcasts, especially if they're like, oh my gosh, like I need your book or I need motherhood help or I need coaching, like whatever it is, just hit me up. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, girl. 